This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 114, all new Spotlight and all new Marvel Now. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is our uh, all new Spotlight and the all new Marvel Now episode. I want to give credit to my guest, Paul Scores, for uh, choosing that great title for our episode because that's how ludicrous the all new Marvel Now is. We had to give it a ludicrous spotlight. This is also our second spotlight, which is what made it the all new Spotlight. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Chapman. As I've said, our co host today is. As Paul Scores. Yes. Like my third cast within. Month and a half. Oh or yeah, something? this is this is a record for you. Yeah, this absolutely. is exciting. Well, now that you're you're around every Sunday, and I usually have time, that I can do podcasts on Sundays. It's you know, I eventually want you to be more podcast than Nate. I mean, it's you're you got a long ways. I to long go. ways to go there. You have a long ways. It could happen. Right. He doesn't do as many often, although he did do one uh, the other day. So. Yeah, you're kind of screwed there. Uh, it's not going to happen. So, recently, I mean, by the time this goes up, and uh, the New York Comic Con will be a distant memory, but uh, coming up next year is the all-new Marvel Now, and that's still something that's going to be in the future for us. Uh, after the New York Comic Con, we found a lot of new details of what the all-new Marvel Now is going to be. Um, a lot of new titles, new directions, new creative teams. Same creative teams, slightly different directions, etc. Uh, so we have kind of a list. Um, now, our last All New Marvel Now episode, we were looking at... Um, the uh, teasers. All the teasers that and we guessed out. on what they might we be. We guessed on what they could be based on like the panels they were going to be revealed at, the creative teams involved, especially the ones that were on existing teams, etc. So this is our, our opportunity to kind of... Kind of look at a report card almost of what has actually been announced, what we feel about it, what we think, etc. Um, so we'll look at new ongoing series that are going to be starting first. So we got in March 2014, we have a new Electra series. Uh, this is by Zeb Wells and Mike Del Mundo. I do not think I know who Mike Del Mundo is. Uh, Zeb Wells, obviously, I know. Uh, now he did the Dark Reign Electra miniseries that uh, both myself and, um, and Nate love. Um, now the artwork on that was by Clay Mann, who is a huge favorite of Nate's. So he, when he, when I was telling him about this book, it was announced, and he's like, "Well, is Clay Mann on it?" I'm like, "No," and he's like, "Oh," <laughs> he's like, "I like Zeb, but it's not no Clay Mann." Um, what I'm worried about from this is that from the, there was an interview given about you know where Wells was going to take the character, and it sounded less like he was going to pick up off. What he had done a few years ago in Dark Rain, which is really strong stuff. I don't know if you've read it, Paul. It, she, oh. it involved like uh, a key, there's like code words, and there's her going up against Bullseye, and there's just a lot of really badass stuff. No, happening that's in that one book. thing Dark Rain didn't read actually. Yeah, well, it's, but it's like she was highlighted recently with Wolverine and Savage Wolverine, that quick arc with Joe Mad. Yeah, and yeah. that really could take up any time period. Like yeah. it, it's relatively recent, but not too recent because Peter Parker's in it. Um, so she was in that. She's obviously been in Thunderbolts, where she was busy having sex with Frank Castle, and she suddenly has a brother who didn't exist before. Oh. Uh, and I think he got assassinated by Frank Castle, uh, although he didn't tell Electra he did it. Um, yeah, relationships they get crazy in the workplace. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where this is going to pick up the character really. And he, in the interview, he was also talking about how he was going to kind of pay homage to where the character was like back when Frank Miller did her and that's a long time ago now really far removed so theoretically I'm I'm excited about this book uh, a big part of it's going to be on the artwork that I, is a big question mark for me uh, Zeb Wells is kind of a question mark too because he's not always that consistent and he's doing a character he's written before and done a great job but if he's trying to do a different spin maybe I'm maybe I'm not going to enjoy it as much maybe my I'm my expectations high because he did such a great book and then maybe this new book won't match it. And to be honest, I mean, they say it's an ongoing, but really, 
How long is that going to last? Yeah, it's an electric book. Now, is she still an assassin for hire? Is that her MO still? Uh, they're saying here that she's. it looks like she's going to become a hunter of assassins. But, see, that's the thing. They never quite know where they want to go with her. There was a while that she was kind of leading the hand, and then she wasn't. Then she was just an assassin for hire, and then she was a thunderbolt. Like, it's really hard to know where Electra is. Except for the time she was on the scroll ship and she was captured. At least then you knew where she was. But other than that, like it's, she's a hard character to peg down. And it doesn't help that everyone who knows, who's read the Frank Miller stuff wants to channel Frank Miller. It's like they, every time they bring back Electra, they kind of want to pretend that nothing else has ever happened with Electra but Frank Miller and do their own thing. Hmm. A lot of writers kind of feel that way. Or they seem to feel that way. Um, she's just, she's one of those characters that gets constantly reset in terms of how they're written, along with Punisher. Punisher's always being re- reset. Like, you know, yeah, every volume is completely different. I mean, the the MO is the same for the for the Punisher, but the way they write him stylistically is always different, and it's always as if nothing has ever really happened to him before. He's always just kind of relatively fresh. He's a battle hardened guy. You know, he's had battles before, but. We're not going to worry about the continuity from before. That being said, he kills most of his marks, so it's not you don't have to worry about a lot of returning yeah, guys, that's very right? True. Except for Jigsaw. Now, uh, Electra she, is she still essentially a badass ninja? But she's human; she has no real powers per Correct. se. Yes, badass ninja, no no mutant powers, no special powers. Just just a human being who can do amazing things. Yeah, because of insane training. So, would you pick this up or? You're not really a Electra fan, so you'd probably be like, yeah. No. Would you read it if I passed it to you? Or like, there's some books that I know we're going to talk about. You'd be like, no. Even if you gave this to me, I'd say right. no to. Would you even like take a look at this? I have a glance at it. No. Now, yeah. would you take a look at the Dark Rain miniseries that both Nate and I have raved about? Because I can give that to you before you leave today. <laughs> there's a lot of good actually stuff in Dark Rain that they did. Like the Venom that you bought me was really good. Yeah. Um... Did you read the, did you read <coughs> the, uh, the Hawkeye or the the, like the Bullseye's Hawkeye series? Because that was pretty good. You have not to, the series, no. You kind of have to like Tom Rainey, because um, I know Nate really can't stand his artwork, so it kind of ruins things that he was attached to. Mm. Um, but that's one thing to think about. Interesting. Uh, actually, I, I'm going to do a lot of tangents anyway, but before we get to the next Marvel Now, ti- all new Marvel Now title, mm-hmm. um, what are your thoughts on X-Men, sorry, not X-Men, Wolverine Origin 2? What Are you, are you planning to pick that up? Are you going to pick it up in singles? Are you going to wait for the inevitable hardcover or softcover collection like what is your plan i have origin one in trade and i didn't didn't ever read it when it came out Hmm. um which is surprising yeah really yeah i am absolutely shocked at that really were you not buying in 2001 uh that's when it started yeah i guess somehow it flew under my radar how did it fly under your radar the biggest book that was being released that year it just was it was the book well it, it did even, uh, even Amber in small town Hanover was <laughs> buying these issues, yet somehow you, Paul, missed it entirely. I, I missed the boat somehow, and then I, uh, once I realized what it was, I picked up a trade of it afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Now, now this new one is by Kieran Gillen, so it's a different approach in terms of writing. Because mm. Kieran Gillen, he has highs and lows, like dramatic highs and lows in his career. He did Uncanny before it stopped at AAA. Yes, right? yeah. And now he's also. Um, He's he's partnered up with Adam Kubert, so obviously there's some continuity some interesting there. continuity that you had Andy Kubert doing the first one, and Adam Kubert, his brother, doing the second. I mean, as much as they're different artists, they're stylistic. You know, some things about them that you can kind of tell that they're brothers, that they're not too their artistic style isn't too far removed from each other. Yes. Yet at the same time, you could always tell which one's which, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's a Kubert. Even their dad, you could always tell it's a Kubert. Um, so I, I don't know how I feel about it to be honest. Like. 
It depends how much of a jump there is in time from the first origin to this one. What, what's the... Like what the is first it? one was such a big success, right? Yeah. And we finally found out the true kind of origin to Wolverine, James Howlett. Yeah. It was very well done. So they wait the 12 years to do so another one. why would we... Like, are they hoping for lightning to strike twice on it? I don't see why you would do a second... Because we still origin. don't, I think, because we just don't know. There's still so like, but you can tell those stories anywhere, anytime, anywhere. Yes, any but if books. you call it origin, it's guaranteed to sell. That's yeah, what it's it a marketing play for it's sure. It's a total marketing right? play. They could call it. They could call it like Wolverine. You know, year fifty. You know, like they could actually do yeah. Wolverine like year one, year two, year three, year four, <clears> like because he's over a hundred. So you could do that forever. Well, one hopes that Gillian has a solid story that he sold. Marvel so. Bigwigs on that he saying, that, that okay. he sold them on a story first and yeah. instead of them coming to him and saying okay pitch something that needs to fit into this parameter yeah I feel like that's not the way it was though I feel well, like they were auditioning we people know. for who wants to be on Origin and maybe I don't I, I I'm I'm not in any way privy to what actually happened so I'm just guessing but I feel like that's the type of thing that's big enough. I don't think it would have been his idea that would have sold anyone on making that series happen. When it's been so long, I feel like there would have had been better writers, no offense to him, that would have pitched it first. Or even Paul Jenkins. Like, why? Why? I don't know. Why? Where is he? Like, where, where has he been? He mm. did the first origin. He did Wolverine the end, which, I mean, wasn't anything to write home about. I think about one issue and I said, yeah, I'm good. Um, but why isn't he doing this second one? Like, that, that was the first thing I thought of. Is why wouldn't you get Paul Jenkins to do it again? He gave you one of the biggest Wolverine success stories in terms of... Yeah, but... Everyone thought it was going to fail, and it did well. But he did it, and that's his masterpiece. Leave it. Why do a second one that might flop, and then have that be remembered as your last thing? You know what? You're right. That's a good point. And that might have been his thinking, if he was even pitched it. I mean, again, he's not really writing mainstream comics as much these days. True, but if I went back to him and said, hey, we want to do an origin too, why? We already nailed it. Leave it. Well, he did do Wolverine the end. I mean, who had they did probably didn't have to twist his arm on that one, and that wasn't exactly a masterpiece no, either. Um, I remember it very well, but I remember being good. Yeah. So I and they've basically said like the second issue is going to feature Sabretooth. So I mean, that could be interesting if this is going to focus on that relationship because I mean, the, the, there was ambiguity with the first series of what. We're talking about a character in a really funny place, Sabretooth, eh? Oh, right now? Yeah. Where, what is he? Like, he well, came back from the dead. What, what is he since a lot of things, right? Because you had Loeb kill him. Yeah. Loeb bring him back, and I don't even know he, how. He was in hell, and Loeb. then he came back to life. Yes. And then he was kind of in uh, the Hellfire... Well, yeah, he was doing... He was, he was, he was with Mystique. Uncanny X-Force. Uncanny X-Force. Yeah, but he, he's, he's with Mystique. So where Mystique's with... But that doesn't even fit his character either. Like, he doesn't really take orders anymore, like... Once upon a time, he was just a, a gun for hire when he was in the Marauders. But he's just a murderous psychopath, and now he's just kind of doing what other people want. Like, I yeah, don't... but he, but he's still the leader somehow in his own little way. I don't know. I, I think you're reaching a little. I, maybe, but like when, like in Uncanny X Force, we, we allude to when Dakin mm-hmm. was leading this band of misfit villains right yes it was but a misfit you villains. really knew it was like Sabretooth behind the scenes really leading the charge for sure per se so kind of believe for a second Dakin could accomplish what he was doing no right so yeah you not that Sabretooth's a mastermind by <laughs> imagination especially considering the people that were on that team like Mystique's a better mastermind Amul Farouk is a better mastermind yeah. like Hellblob is a better fast mastermind wasn't so. he there no I'm thinking of a different well, it was uh, not Blob it was Blob 
that's what I meant. It, yeah. was AOA. it was a version of Blob. Yes. He is definitely not a good leader. No. But no. he was more of a leader. But yeah, I guess and... he's been recently shown in, in either Wolverine and the X-Men or yeah. All New, right? Cause with Mystique. So yeah. where Mystique seems to be right now is where Sabretooth is. But just the whole, you know, they killed him and then they brought him back and there was a the hell thing for sure. But yeah, Aaron played they, with him for a bit. But They kind of just, yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I could put my exact finger on the time, on the moment he became useless. I think actually the creation of Dakin made him less important because now you had a character because Sabretooth was always kind of Wolverine, right? Like he was but bigger than Wolverine, yeah. tighter than like stronger than Wolverine, yeah. uh, but he was basically Wolverine. In in it's a classic trope, you know. You have the the hero and the villain who's kind of a, a slightly more powerful, more deranged version of himself. But then you gave him Dakin which was a more personal connection to basically do the same type of things. Yes. Someone who's also highly skilled at martial arts, who's also got cl- this one who actually has claws, who has, again, that personal connection to him as being a son, kind of replaced what, what Sabretooth was. So yes. I, I guess, just like in uh, many ways, X-23 replaced Marrow. I mean, they were, kind of, they were kind of not that different in terms of... You know, X-23 this, is way better than Marrow. I'm not saying Marrow is better. I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah, she is better than Marrow. But she would kind of replace what Meryl was. Meryl was the new Wolverine on the block in 1996 or uh, seven. Yeah. That's what I, she was. I didn't look at her that way. Oh, well, th- that was totally the way they were presenting her, though. She was the one who was so trying to stir trouble. I think they, they, they were trying to get a Morlock, a, a deformed kind of mutant, into the more mainstream pretty... I, I think it was I get partially, yes. But I think like when you see those issues where like Wolverine's like, not, like basically leading the team with Storm, and he's kind of the elder statesman, kind of like he is now, mm-hmm. and then you have Meryl being like, ah, I'm going to cause trouble. That's exactly what Wolverine did in the mm-hmm. original Kenny X-Men. Fair issues. enough. Fair and enough. She, look, she's got bones coming out of her body. Like It's pretty close parallels there. Anyway. I, I Let's go back guess. to Syracuse for a second. He was he was really awesome for a while. Like remember when he went back and forth at Adamantium, but he, like he stabbed Maverick, threw him out a window. Yeah, um, uh, actually, even Maverick's own series that very short lived. Oh yeah, that was, was actually an interesting he, series. Like Wolverine was, uh, oh, sorry, Maverick like, feared. Syracuse, and he was serious business for sure. At that point, so no one fears Sabretooth anymore. Yeah, he's, he's kind of got his. He's kind of been he's neutered. Tamed. Yeah, he's neutered. Yeah, sad because there was a time when he was kind of awesome. Yeah. Is like, there an all-new Sabretooth coming? That may be no. a little... <laughs> uh, all-new Ghost Rider coming out in March. So that's by Felipe Smith and Trad Moore. Two people I've never heard of. Wow. Um, and it's apparently an absolutely new character, Robbie Reyes. Really? you got to have more Robbies with ours as last names. Which... Reyes, so it sounds like it's going to be a Mexican... He's an East Los Angeles high school senior with a short fuse and a passion for electronic music. And absolutely anything powered by an engine. Okay, can I just... For one second... This sounds like just, I'm sure if you were in 1991 or whenever Danny Ketch became Ghost Rider for the first time, this sounds the same, like at the time he was like, this guy who's this motorcycle guy finds this awesome ride, like, who's kind of like this punk guy. Like, this feels like the exact same thing happening, but it's just now. It's Now's version. Yeah. Marvel Now's version. Uh, I don't care at all. This sounds like the Blue Beetle of um, of Ghost Rider, doesn't it? <laughs> now, to be fair, I, I do think it's interesting that they're finally kind of moving away again from the blazes and the catches. Because they are heavily entrenched in those characters. Yes. So, to actually expand... And they'll come in to play at some oh, point. Oh, at some point, for sure. Yeah. Of course it will. Uh, so, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pick it up. I don't really plan on reading it. But I give them credit for trying something new. Taking the concept and putting on a new character. This is a tried and true method. I mean, how many Deathlocks have we had? And 
you know, um, this is not new, and so maybe this will work. I mean, it worked for Nova right now. I mean, people are enjoying the Sam Alexander version yeah, of Nova. Um, it's totally just throwing aside what happened before and saying we're going to do something fun and new with this new character who's a kid. This sounds like the exact same thing, but with the Spirit of Vengeance attached. You know, I, I can't remember what I compared it to in the last podcast we said, but maybe the, it fits this better. But maybe, like, Ghost Rider is Marvel's Hawkman, you know, where... <laughs> There's yeah. always a reboot, always a refresh, always trying to do something with this guy. He's a cool character at the end of the day, a flaming skull guy on a yeah. bike, cool powers, can you know, but never can really find a niche or a home anywhere. I agree. He's definitely one of those. Yeah. Actually, Punisher to a lesser extent because he's constantly being rebooted, or even mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, like these characters who people like, but not on their own. <laughs> Like, no, and there are characters that are, they're just they don't do well as solos, and that's fine. But even Ghost Rider team, where would you put him on? Right, just uh, with like Blade and stuff like that. Actually, like, he's joining the Thunderbolts, so that's oh, what team you'd put him on. There you go. Actually, yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I guess that's where the other one is. So you can you'll have two Ghost Riders in the Marvel universe at the same time. Again, not that that hasn't happened before, but like one of the catches or the I blazes? think the other one is Blaze. Okay. I you know we'll we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to there. it. Okay. Uh, then we have all new invaders. We briefly talked about it last time because yes. this had already been announced. Yes. So it's by uh, the artist is Steve Puch, with art by, uh, sorry written by James Robinson. I'm a fan of James Robinson. You don't really know much about him. No. Uh, he's a good writer. Um, now interesting. Now that we know more about it, so it's Captain America, Winter Soldier, Namor, and the original Human Torch fighting against the Kree. I don't really know where right, it's coming so from. Alright, so why would they be fighting space aliens? I don't know. I have no idea. And I don't even know why they're even getting together. I mean, at what all. did they fight Hydra or something? Or well, is that too old school? Like it, uh, These days, I guess. I don't know. There is no Hydra, really. Or there is. Fine, but something of that ilk. Yeah, it right? does seem odd. I don't know where... It, I don't know what niche this book is really going to scratch. Because, especially with the Avengers getting larger and larger and becoming this more... This franchise that everyone's a part of and everyone's an Avenger, where do the invaders come in and why are they important? But you know what? That's giving that's that's giving the book something to do. The book it has to sell me on why do I want to read about these guys, besides the fact that they used to be the invaders back in the day, in the in original wartime, mm-hmm. what is it about that's gonna make me care about them now? Um I'm interested to give it a shot at least for one issue or an issue or two as a, like a litmus test because you like some of the characters and where it's coming uh, from. Right? I like Winter Soldier; he's not around anymore. Uh, I like James Robinson as a writer, and that's what is driving more of this. Because if I want to read Captain America, I have other avenues. If I want to read Namor, generally speaking, he's in New Avengers. Um, original Human Torch, no one cares about him enough to read about him. Uh, and then, and again, Winter Soldier is just kind of MIA right now. So. The characters, I don't need to read this. Because he had a book and it went away, right? It did, yeah. It got cancelled recently, which is unfortunate because it was good. It only survived one arc after uh, Brubaker left. Uh, which is unfortunate. He honest, is Brubaker's not, baby, right? Exactly. It's not surprising, yeah. but it was more surprising they didn't keep it going to at least try and capitalize on the movie that was going to come out. That's the only thing. Oh, that's a good point. Right? Because, I mean, yeah. who knows? Maybe we're going to get a Winter Soldier book at some point. I mean, again... Just to capitalize on the movie, um, so this might be a, a way back in, and then close to yeah, the movie. Yeah, or, do or a maybe they know release. the Winter Soldier's not going to sell on his own. But if you put him next to Captain America, Namor has better chance, and maybe it'll be more about him because again, he is the only, him and the Human Torch are the only two of those four that you need to read this book to see them. Right. Whereas the other two could be anywhere else, everywhere, especially yeah. Cap because he's everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Um, he's almost new Wolverine. Yeah, is he? Yes, he is, isn't he? Uh, then you have all new X Factor. Didn't need to call all new at all, but that's what we do now. 
Uh, Peter David, we already kind of knew that this was going to be X-Factor. Carmine de Domenico, who's one of my favorite artists as well as Nate. He's a great storyteller. Uh, what has he done, uh, the artist? X-Men, sorry, uh, Magneto Testament, uh, Batlin Jack Murdoch. Okay, yep. um, he, Numerous Punisher War Zone by Greg Rucka. A lot of stuff. I can't think of everything, but those, no, are, no, that's enough those to... are the highlight reel. Yeah. Um, so the new team has Polaris, Quicksilver, and Gambit on it, which is kind of an intriguing group. And some more. Well, some other characters that have been in limbo, right? So let's yeah. put them somewhere. Oh, like Gambit? Really? What is he doing, really? Like, not yeah, much. Yeah, he has a terrible solo book that's being cancelled. Yeah. And he's been MIA. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be over in Wolverine School yeah. somewhere, but mm-hmm. he hasn't and been... Quicksilver really hasn't been much of anything. Like, he was... No. In, for a while, he was... In, he was he's in... been a ghost since Son of M. He was around. I mean, you, if you knew where to find him. He was in Mighty Avengers by Dan Slott. He was in... Uh, a little bit of X Factor. He was also in Avengers Academy as a teacher, and it was actually had a, a, some good arcs there. So he has been around, but he hasn't been in the focus anywhere. So it's interesting that kind of he's they're pushing him more towards the X side as opposed to the Avengers side, well, especially when the Avengers side is so huge. And he's going to be in a freaking movie soon. Like you'd think they would really put him on an Avengers squad and put him in the front. Like he's going to be in Avengers too. So it's interesting that. At least for now, he's going to be an X Factor. I feel bad for Peter David because he's probably like, I get to use Quicksilver. Um, you probably have a time limit, and the minute the movie gets near, they're going to take him away. It's possible. So, and Polaris, you know, well, she was already in X Factor before, so yeah, it makes just, sense. Just push her natural fit. Push her along. And we have uh, Avengers Undercover. Have you heard about this? Ooh. This is March 2014 by the same creative team as Avengers Arena. So you got Dennis Hopeless writing it with Kev Walker on art. Um, well, I'll just, it follows so is Arena going to convert into this? Yes and no. It, the, Arena is a, is a standalone story that ends, and then right, wishing so, you. And then some of the survivors will then end up becoming going into their own book, another adventure, which is Avengers Undercover. But Arena will end, and this will begin. Is my question? Yeah, basically. Okay. Not like direct. There's I think there's a few months in in the middle, but yeah, essentially that's what it is. I mean, this is basically Avengers Arena two, but it's. A new premise, but the same characters. Okay. Um, and it looks like so they get out of arena and they decide that they're going to infiltrate the Masters of Evil. And it brings What's their motivation for this, though. We don't really. We know. just survived this crazy thing with Arcade. They Why feel like they gonna... don't belong anywhere anymore because of the experience that they've gone through. They kind of they feel like major outsiders, and they can only really relate to each other because of the horrific things that happen in the arena. And then they want to kind of get back part of what they've been or what they were. And so they decided to kind of go undercover. That's at least how it's been pitched a little. Um, I like anything that brings Baron Zemo into a book, so I'm interested in that. <laughs> um, I'll probably pick this up in trades, just like Arena. Um, but who's the senior in the, in, the, in the cast of... I don't know who survives it without spoiling Arena, but uh, most Arena's over. Is Arena over? Uh, it's not over yet, okay. so we don't really know who's going to survive. We don't know if actually like we, we know she survives, because she's in... We don't know if she's going to be in this book. No, that was a book. We she's she joining all new X-Men. Yeah. And she's making it with young Cyclops. Yeah. Did you see that image? Yes. That's creepy. That's fine. That's really weird. If it you're is. Wolverine, though, how do you feel about that? Uh, my clone is making out with my enemy. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's the point. You probably... Would you give that a shot? Avengers uh, Undercover? I mean, you haven't read Avengers Arena yet. Well, I've read a few of the first five issues. What did you think about that? So. Did you like it? I gave it to Nate, and yeah. he actually said it was surprisingly... It was a lot better than he ever thought it would be. Yeah, I've read that Academy crap that was before, right? <sighs> Just take it. But, stop it. <laughs> just, just stop stabbing me in the heart. I love that book. Um, uh, then we have Avengers World, uh, which is in January 2014. So you got Stefano Casale on art and Nick Spencer like. and Jonathan Hickman co-writing. Now, what's interesting about this is that, yes, it's a new Avengers book, but 
Avengers itself is going to become a monthly book as opposed to a double shipping month okay. uh, book. So you go from having basically three Hickman-written Avengers books a month to having three Hickman-written Avengers books. So you're not actually having one more to, to buy per month. Is this is like his Batman Incorporated, essentially? It might be. I mean, the only thing I don't like about this is that it's basically got the same team, and but they're just telling slightly more global stories, which I'd rather have like a more global team and then have a team that's more... New York based or whatever it might be, um, I'd almost rather this be like a you know. A, well, yeah, you can have your core group, and this could be your your West Coast group. But they've already kind of said it's not. Yeah, that's my problem with it. Mm. This is the opportunity to make an Avengers Europe or Avengers China, like whatever you want it to be. Just do it. Lead Canada. <laughs> yes, we have Alpha Flight. Come on. Yeah, where are they? Are we getting all the Alpha Flight. They can call it Avengers Alpha. How about that? Just Avengers merge the two Alpha. names. There you go. Yeah, I, I do that. That's not bad. Or yeah. Alpha Avengers. <laughs> It's not bad. Um, I mean, well, Stefano Caselli is one of the selling points there for yeah, me. Yeah, nice I mean, Although, that being said, he But did, will he be, like, a few arcs? He back can and forth? do it. He did Avengers uh, uh, Initiative for, like, a fair oh, bit. Like, so, um, he did do some recent stuff on Avengers during the lead-up to Infinity, and I wasn't that impressed, though. So, I'm hoping we get the Caselli I want and not the one we've been getting recently. I guess, at the end of the day, for the artists, it depends on time constraints. You yes, give them time, they can do some well, nice work. The, the you biggest, rush them. You saw it with Stegman and Superior. Like, you know, when he's rushed, it's not quite as nice. The biggest poster boy for rushing is Ramita. Like, that's an artist. Oh, team. yes. My, more, my fave. More than any other artist. Like, he's the one who most dramatically shifts between... Yes. You can tell that he's running out of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, more than anyone else, I think. Then we got uh, Black Widow having it, which makes sense. She's co-starring in Winter Soldier coming up, so that seems like some synergy there. That's uh, great, but... Uh, character yeah. like her again she's not going to support an ongoing he needs a mini right give I her a 6 agree. to 12 mini don't yeah, pretend because we all know I don't know go 6 to 12 yeah I don't know where they're going to go with it either because she's she plays a big part in Secret Avengers so you already kind of get a Black Widow-ish book so giving her her own title it's not going to last she is has, this her first time getting her own ongoing ongoing yes she's had multiple miniseries before yeah, okay. uh, she may that. have actually had one one ongoing recently they didn't last long either. Yeah. Um, it's by Nathan Edmondson, who I, I unfortunately don't think I know. Phil Noto, I know a little bit in art. It doesn't impress me that much. Mm. Uh, we got uh, Captain Marvel, which is really just a relaunch of the existing Captain Marvel by Kelly Sue DeConnick, who's already writing it with uh, David Lopez in art. Um, that's March 2014. Apparently, it's going to be bigger, more galaxy-spanning, less Earth, and more for being Captain Marvel. Uh to get her into space, is yeah, her. which is not a bad idea because in her current arc, like she's got like a tumor of some kind, she's not supposed to fly. Like it's very grounded, uh, really, like literally, like she can't fly. She has a hover bike <coughs> that she has to use. So oh. putting her back in the space, not a bad idea. But would I you get, buy it? That's uh, always the question. Just say no. We'll, just say no. We both know you're saying no. Well, because they tried to make a Carol. You know, from our House of M dream, like one of the world's best superheroes, right? She wanted to be in the yep. forefront. Um, she wanted to be a primetime Avenger, but things kind of toss her aside. Like, if she, if she, if I'm okay with she her. She was hanging. awesome during um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Civil War. Yeah, she had like the, the her own team and everything. Absolutely, and, yeah. yeah. 
they really believed in her then. Like, the writer seemed to... I think it was Brian Reed. He really kind of believed in that character and what he wanted to do with her. Yeah. And he had a really clear arc. And even during Secret Invasion, like, there was some crazy shit that, that she did. Exactly. I hopped on board with her. She became one of my favorite characters for a while there. I used her in Ultimate Alliance 2 in the video game. Like, really? I bought her action figure. Yeah. Oh, that's I awesome. Cons- I considered statues of her. Like, Really? Uh, yeah. I really was digging Carol Danvers. Um, but, uh, yeah, then she kind of got... Swept away. Yeah. Yeah, um, the biggest stumbling block for me recently on the Captain Marvel book has just been the art. I it really bugs me. It's it's very artsy fartsy and kind of I don't know. It's a little loose, very loose, and it just hasn't been my bag. So it's really hard to appreciate the story that DeConnick is is telling because I can't look at the page because I just I found it repelled. Yeah. That, that kind of kills the book right there. Like that would it, it is a visual medium for a reason. Uh, then we have Inhuman, January 2014, so that's by Matt Fraction and Joe Mad. I'm not interested in this at all. Not at all. Are you interested in Inhuman? I would have to read the end of Infinity to see what the fallout is to maybe gain some interest there. Okay. To be it's, fair. It's an Inhuman book, though. Like, I just... I, they're going to have to try really hard. This is not going to last long, but... It, like, I, how could it? How could it last that long? And no one really knows it or cares about the Inhumans. And they can try. And they can really put do this inhumanity thing and really try to push inhumans forward to the forefront but I just don't think it's going to work I don't it's know part, I, I'm it's biased. part of Hickman's back, big plans I so. know but I mean it does help that you have Fraction and Joe Mad because at least you're going to sell you have like, two bananas. big names on it right? Yeah. well more Joe Mad like Fraction sure. is not the name he wants to be he's a great he's a good name in, but I think he's not as consistent as some no he's had hits and misses for sure yeah whereas Joe Mad like he will get you talking about something and that's part of it because it's an artist Artist, you can immediately look at something and be like, holy crap, that's amazing. Yeah, but we know Joe Mad's got one arc at best, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Right? Like, that's he's good. Nova, right? Or not Nova. Not Nova. Um, that's the other book. Well, Savage know. was three issues. That's what it was. But yeah. so was, um, he was on, uh, oh, Avenging? It was just, yeah, Avenging was on three issues as well. Yeah, he's very short. Right? Short verse. So, if you're going to tell me, here's a great new book, but it's three issues of Joe Mad, people are going to hop right off after issue three. For sure. Right? Especially, again, so, it's inhuman. It's not something that's... I mean, yeah. hopefully... They're hoping that you'll jump on and be so blown away that you'll stay, but I just don't think it's, it's going to It's happen. a tough sell because you've never really tried to push inhumans until now. No, not at all. Uh, then we have uh, Iron Patriot. Oh, man. It's really just Jim Rhodes. I, I, I like him being War Machine. He's not Iron Patriot. Get him out of that costume. I, I don't... Don't go after the movie version. Like, that's stupid. Um, who's writing it here? Uh, Alice Cott. No, that's an interesting get. He was recently writing Suicide Squad for DC. He was doing a great job, and then editorial interference, and he's gone. Uh, which Big is problem with DC right now, It's a right? huge problem. Um, so, I mean, the, the writer makes me more interested than the, the artistic uh, team. Gary Brown, don't know who it is. Uh, the fact that it's Jim Rhodes makes me really uninterested. Um, I might pick up an issue or two. Might. I don't know. I just don't want James Rhodes in there. Then we got the Loki Agent of Asgard by Al Ewing. <laughs> what? Never, I've never heard of Loki Agent of Asgard. Yeah. And then we got Lee, so... Lee Garbett, who I do know is an artist. Actually, on Wikipedia, they say uh, the series follows Loki, who's been depicted as a teenager in recent years. Uh, Ewing said in this series, Loki isn't the old self that he used to be. He's as adult as, say, Kate Bishop, a young man of stolen wealth. So now he's a teenager, not a kid. He was kid Loki for a while. 
a young man of stolen wealth and varied taste with the universe as his oyster and a penchant for black the universe as his oyster. So we're stripping that story right back to the basics and giving him at least the illusion of a fresh start back to the core of the trickster, the mischief maker. No. Yeah, they make him sound like a goth, no. though. I don't no. want a goth Loki. <clears throat> Uh, if he was more no. Kid Loki again, I would be more, more a fan, but this doesn't sound right. No, I am I fell right off the win- the wagon with Loki at the end of Siege. He died there, that's where he still is. I never bothered for two seconds with Kid Loki. I don't like it. Kid Loki, when it first started, was actually quite interesting, because I believe it was Kieran Gillen had a story to tell, and once it was over, it was quite an epic. It was a really nice yarn. But then it was over, and they kept using the version of the character. And to be honest, I thought at the end of Gillen's run, they restored that he was old Loki, like the old mind of Loki was back in possession of the body. That it wasn't like actually Kid Loki anymore. But then, and now I've stopped reading Young Avengers, so I don't know if this is true. But it felt like they were still writing him like he was Kid Loki, but only his body was Kid Loki and everything else. Anyway. Uh, Then we got New Warriors in February 2014. Uh, And New Warriors, unlike any we've ever really seen. (laughs) Um, Christopher Yost, great writer. Marcus Toe, a good good illustrator. What has Toe done? I think he did Red Robin for a bit of DC. He did a good job, though. It was quite a solid book. Uh, His characters can look a little young, as we've seen in the preview artwork, but uh, it it has the potential. Uh, He got uh, initially a team of Speedball, who looks extremely young. And I think in, in the Nova book, he's... Depicted being way too juvenile as well. Uh, Justice, uh, you got the new Nova, Sam Alexander. You have uh, Sun Girl, who's a new character. Uh, Haichi, an inhuman. Uh, you got Erasely, who was recently in Scarlet Spider, who we still don't really know the deal on. So at least Chris Yost can continue to slowly spin that out, because that's been going on forever. And I still don't know what the hell's going on. And uh, you got uh, Water Snake and Atlantean, and then you got Scott Spider thrown in for good measure, who does not belong here. <laughs> he is a, a murdering adult. Why is he in a teen book or ostensibly a teen book? Well, I mean, let's see how Yost. Obviously, Speedball and Justice are like young twenties now, or late, late, late teens, like like nineteen and like four four fifths or something. Like you know, pushing the boundaries by now for sure. For especially sure. after all the it's shit the they've been war, through. Not, yeah, like sure. people almost feel like an old man. Like he's been through. He's been. He's he's a cutter. I mean, that's basically what yeah. He is. Like I'll never understand how they brought him back to Speedball after the whole civil war think, independence stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. And you know, I, I think it's, I think we, don't, we want people to forget about that ever happened. Probably maybe a little bit because it really wasn't that great an idea. It, it was maybe a good idea for five minutes, and then it just felt too much, too trying too hard, trying to be so serious. Yeah. Um, I'm really skeptical on this book. I probably won't pick it up. I, I might pick it up and trade. Might. I would and, read the first. Two and that's only because I want to see at. where Kane goes. I yeah. mean, I'm really if, and I think that's why they put him in here. I'm only in here for Kane, and I feel like if any of these people is going to leave the team after the first arc, it's going to be Kane. I feel like Kane is the way to bring a Raceley in, and then you're going to dump Kane out. And that's not could be, or he feels he gets this weird sense of responsibility. He's like, "Oh my god, these kids are driving me nuts!" But I got to do this. Do you really see that happening though? This is a guy who beats people up when they call him the hero. Okay, but. Yeah, I don't know. So he's gonna mentor some children? No, not me. He hates maybe, everybody. Maybe not mentor, but be kind of the he ace hates in everyone. a hole. No, he hates everyone. <laughs> he doesn't, and he, and he doesn't work well with others. Like he worked with Wolverine, and like he hated Wolverine. He does. They didn't get along well. Yeah, but every Wolverine team up is like that. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> they hated each other. At least it was mutual for sure. 
Uh, then we have a new Punisher book. I forgot about this, actually. Nathan Hedmanson again. Another, he's showing up again with Mitch Gratis, who I've never heard of. Uh, apparently, he goes to L.A. Don't care. Uh, what I actually want to see is... Uh, well, I don't want to call it this, but like Lady Punisher. There, there is a female Punisher. Oh, the redhead girl, right? Yeah, after yeah. the uh, the arc by the whole long story by Greg Rucka, he set up this new female Punisher, and she's kind of badass. And where is she? Like, she's never going to show up unless Greg Rucka does work again for Marvel, which is unfortunate because they actually set her up to be quite a force and an interesting honor system. And the whole point of that story is that the Punisher basically gave up his own freedom for her to be able to, to do her own thing. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the next month later, he was out in the Thunderbolts with no explanation given, even though he was in a Punisher-specific prison. He wasn't just in general lockup. He was... This is for Punisher directly. Like, wow. they even built it for him. And yet, somehow he was out and about. And not only did Daniel Way not explain it, the first time we see him, he's in the middle of a firefight. So we don't even get to see Red... It's not like Red Hulk busted him out. Nice, just, Daniel Way. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's just... That's more editorial. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. like, if you're going to let Greg Rucka do a story... And you know you're about to launch a new book, may or like it's using them at least dovetail a little. And if you're not that sloppy, yeah, that makes some sense. Yeah, you got to be a traffic cop. You have to be able to direct where these characters are going to be. You don't want to impede the story, but you also don't want a story to 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 outright ignore everything that happened in the story before it. So the new Punisher book, I don't know this Mitch Garatus guy. I don't care about him going to L.A. I don't care. Um, nothing about this has made me excited. I never bought or read a Punisher book it's outside probably- of. And set, no, sorry, I bought a Punisher book once for Omega Effect. Not no? for Omega Effect. No, I bought it once for Onslaught. Really? Yeah. Oh, that it was would... not good. When he had long hair and a ponytail. Uh, I can't Pretty remember. Sure now. He did. The helicarrier crash. He went yeah. to help GW break. But I found it at a random. Like I was one of the few I was missing for the collection of the singles. Right. Okay. I found it on a newsstand in a byway in Trenton. <laughs> so That's at the time sad. I was so stoked to find a Punisher issue. But other than that, I've never bought a book. I've read very little of Punisher. I went on Punisher the list I read, and it was in the trade, I guess, when he got hacked up by Dakin. Now, but, uh, now this is are they launching a new Savage Wolverine? This isn't clear. Because it looks like... Or maybe it's just an arc of Savage Wolverine. Savage Wolverine was similar to, like, Avenging Spider-Man. It's just a bunch of random little fun stories. Like, I enjoyed... The uh, the beginning of it, the first six issues for the Frank Show. Yeah. Um, the Zeb Wells with Joe Mad was great and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next issue, I guess, God, I haven't read it yet. I don't know where they're going to go with it now, okay. but it, it's been just fun Wolverine stories for yeah. the most part. And that's now, this the end of the book. Richard Isenov is you usually thought of more as a colorist. He's the colorist on Origin. Uh, a lot of the uh, Dark Tower stuff. He apparently is writing and he's also the artist himself. Huh. So who knows what this will look like. And, uh, 1933. Yeah, said 1933 at the end of the Prohibition era and four years into the Great Depression. Uh, All right. You know what? Why not? This is the book to let it happen, though. You just said this is telling crazy Wolverine stories whenever you want to in any continuity, any yeah. timeline. He's a character that you can do that with. So, okay, give me 1933 Wolverine. All right. I mean... It's all the same, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. It's basically going to be a noir Wolverine. Uh, then you have, uh, let's see, I guess Secret Avengers. I mean, it's, it looks like this is a new launch, though. So, you know, they're going to Well, add... it may be just a new creative team. That's really number one new well, Secret Avengers, ones, right? These ones are saying that these are all new ongoing series or volumes in this listing that we're looking at right now on... Uh, on so are, are so, we gonna, they're going to point now it and then keep going probably so Alice Cott who I, I just mentioned is going to be the writer now that's too bad because I'm really loving where Secret Avengers is right now under the current management but you know I'm willing to give Alice Cott a shot 
because uh, it seems close enough in tone to what he was doing in Suicide Squad that I would at least pick it up. I do not know who Michael Walsh is, though, as an mm-hmm. artist. That There's a lot of new names. Um, people got to cut their teeth somewhere. It just, it's unfortunate, because if you're trying to sell me in a new book, I kind of want an established name, which is unfair. But yeah. it's just the, if I'm paying for something, I kind of want established uh, talent and not taking a chance on people. But at the same time, people have to start somewhere, and you have to get people in you know into the books so that you could have new talent so it's kind of a hard it's a hard sell uh then you got the new she-hulk that we mentioned in the last ah, one She-Hulk, sign wow. me up. yeah sign me up. you're super pumped that oh, yeah. was probably one of my favorite things <laughs> on the show um yeah it's a it's a it's a new take on she-hulk by uh charles sule and javier pulido the pulido is the main draw for me here i don't really care a lot for sule um, it's a new She-Hulk book. She doesn't keep books that long. No. She does better than her. She has those her... covers saying, read this book or I'm going to come and beat you or something. I'm going to read this book or I'm going to come to your house and, and, or I'm going to come to your house and rip up your X-Men. It was back in the day, Sensational uh, spy, uh, yeah. She-Hulk number one. Uh, and then you have the new Silver Surfer book, which you are so excited oh, about. God, because the art makes me want to barf. Because it's my Michael Alred? Yeah. I think he's the right choice. No, you're wrong. I think he can wrong. do it. Wrong. Okay. For, for wrong. For Slot. Wrong. Slot's going to do something zany wrong. with Silver Surfer, and I think the zany. right person to do that is Michael Alred. Who else does zany in comics? Who does a zany comic? Only care. Michael Alred. You don't care. Alright, and then... Uh, Zany artist. Shut up. Someone's going to be flashy, awesome, beautiful, going with cosmic power. I know. Not this bland crayon-colored crap. <laughs> well, that's more his wife. His, mo- his wife is the one that does the colors. So you have a problem with Laura Alred. The drawings are... People have mush faces and stuff. It's like... Uh, all right. No, it's terrible. Alright, so All New X-Men joined the, uh, the All New um, branded Marvel Now in January... So it's still by Bendis and Eminence, no change in the creative team. Thank you, God. Uh, but you, they announced that they're having a storyline that kind of picks off of uh, AVX. Now, obviously, no matter what happens in Battle of the Atom, the all-new X-Men are still in the present at this point in time. You have the trial of Jean Grey, which is going to be happening, which is a crossover with Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, only because Bendis does those two books and not because those books should ever really actually cross. <laughs> uh, you have really horrible new costumes for the old new X-Men. I don't know if you've seen them. No, I haven't. Oh, they are atrocious. Uh, really? They're, they're not good. They're Why? Ins- well, because they're basically like Guardians of the Galaxy costumes, but they don't look good. Oh. I, Who designed than, them? Uh, I don't know. Probably, I don't know, Pacelli maybe? Who's in, uh, it was the artist on, on Galaxy? Guardians? I think it's Pacelli. Sarah Pacelli, who I like generally. Well, you know what? Let's take a brief moment. I'm going to pause us. And, okay. And then we'll come back and uh, we'll talk about the costumes once you've seen them. Because I think they need I to be... I hope you're wrong. I hope you're just crazy. I, no, they need to be good. seen to be believed. We'll, uh, be, we'll be right back. Blue blazes. And we're back. So <laughs> we've we've looked, now we've looked at, uh, I guess, the Stuart Eminem cover to All New X-Men 22 point now. Ooh. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, we still don't know, actually. Is there is is there a 22 and then a 22 point now? Or is it just 22 point now? Call editorial. I don't know, buddy. Like, <laughs> I'm just asking. Uh, I think of these things. Uh, uh, so you you're okay with the costumes? Yeah, I do like them. I th- I dig them. I think they're you, really cool. Really? Well, look, look, my 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 dirty secret as always is I'm a, I'm a huge Power Ranger fan. They're very Power Ranger esque. Okay, you know? that's what it is. And I can no, but I have no like they look, look like a beast costume. That's horrible. Okay, maybe lose the eye, the glasses. Why but, is he wearing a visor? Fine, no, I dig them. I like no, them. yeah, I'm this okay isn't it. this isn't. 
right, they're no fine. Thanks. No, they're nice. They're modern. You lose the stupid cowl on Cyclops, and that's fine. Uh, I I really Jeans like back them. in the green. I like them wearing the classic mm-hmm. costumes, though. Like, no, I get it, but it only lasts so long. They're like, they're from the past. They can only wear those old freaking raggedy things. It, for... it, it marks them as being from the past, and I like it. Yeah, and that's fine. But they, they had their fun with them. But no, these new costumes are fine. I don't know what you, they're not. Okay. I thought it'd be these hideous. I grotesque. find them hideous. I like, find them unnecessary. And no, hideous. the black leather was hideous. The mm. the anime inspired stuff was bad. Yeah. You know, like when Angel came in with a goatee and, and straps so people can hang on him as he flew through the sky was bad. Yeah. This is good. That was. Oh, I, I dig it. Okay. I'm happy uh, with that. Yeah. I see Bobby have maybe an outline of something on him mm. when he's iced up. Um. But no, I dig. Okay, I like. It's interesting that they still haven't, they haven't had any real exploration of Bobby as a character and him looking at himself and being like, "I turn into ice. How do I do that?" Like they haven't really addressed that because he's mean? still snow. He still looks like a snowman. He, like he's, he looks less like Iceman as we know him now. And we're talking about past Bobby. Past Bobby. Oh, yeah. okay. He still looks like a snowman. Like he still looks like he's more snow than ice. Mm-hmm. And it kind of bugs me because like why wouldn't he just be like, hey? Feed yourself. How do you do that? <laughs> I'm not going to know that once I go back in time and get my mind wiped anyway. Can you teach me how to do this? That's all I'm saying. Maybe. I, Bobby's kind of in the background Especially of, of considering the, the Bobby, present Bobby, like he had a lot there's, of struggles this, yeah. to, to figure out his potential. So now he sees young him who's doing snowmen and he can't be like, hey buddy, I'm going to save you some, some real heartache. I'm going to save you Ember Frost being in your head and giving you a mindfuck. Like, this is what you have to do. No, I agree. I agree. But out of the five, he's been looked at the least. Because Jean, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Then there's the Cyclops angle. And yeah. you got the Beast, because he's kind of dying and loves Jean, da-da-da. Yeah. And Angel went over to play the Uncanny World for a bit. Yeah. So, I, I, Bobby's just there. That's what Bobby is. Bobby's is always... Always just there. there. And I like Bobby. I want Bobby to be more... And I, you know, I love when evil Bobby and the X Force is doing some crazy shit. Mm. The the power he can have, and they've teased him to have. So, you should read the most horrible arc of Astonishing X Men yet, because <laughs> it's all about all about Iceman going crazy. Astonishing X Men. Astonishing X Men. It's still around. It's not over yet. It actually just ended. Oh, I'm I not it ended kidding. like. I know it felt like it ended like three years ago. You didn't even know it was being published. It ended, yeah, it was we didn't. What are you talking no, about? No, it just ended. Like honestly, like last month I think was the last issue. Oh, you did not know. No, it, I thought no, you, you thought you the thought you were buying a crossover. Was, yeah, the extermination. Yeah, whatever. I thought that ended. No, everything. it was the only book that continued going. Oh from that. my goodness! Yeah, you thought that you 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 were sleeping safe at I, night. I, yeah, I think it ended. No, I hate it because you know you had the the marquee run of it with Whedon, right? Oh yeah. And my God, you should have ended it there because everything post the Whedon stuff was garbage. Yeah. Well, it had a name, Dribble. and suddenly people wanted this yeah, new but title. No one bought it. No. Did people actually buy it. Oh, uh, it wasn't selling very well. No, it couldn't have. I mean, right? of, of and the it just books became it crossed, your throwaway X Men book. Of the books it crossed over to, it was the highest seller. But I mean, that's compared that's to not saying much. Extreme X Men yeah. and uh, the want to be Exiles. Yeah. You gotta do Exiles. Bring it back for reals. Okay, I'm not gonna do it. They have no intention. Although to be fair, it's this fine. is the time to do it. And kind of because with time being all messed yeah. up in the Marvel universe, yeah. this is the time to bring them in and, and do it more of a quantum leap style in actual our existing exactly. history. Maybe not even go to alternate realities; just repair the past from fracturing into what if. Sure, um, I love it. That, I love it. I mean, that it's not hard. Yeah, like we can pitch it. Like anyone can pitch that it. book, and it would work. See, get ready. Any, all this extra 
Avengers World crap, all these add-on crap whoa, books. Whoa, whoa. There you go. Don't take away an, a Hickman Avengers book. Is this another Avengers book? Take away Ghost Rider, Blue Beetle version, like you know. Fine. She-Hulk. Yes. Yeah, 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 I'd be fine with that. Okay. But no, seriously, that's a fantastic idea. I mean, it's still mm. a fun book. Like, I loved reading Exiles. It was okay. such great fun. Uh, Avengers in December becomes uh, 24 point now. Uh, it's still Hickman, but now you got his side. Still Hickman doing his thing. Same yeah. thing, right? And it's, Change the artist. And... After the events in, of Infinity, it's really just an aftermath. It's, yep. it's progressing Hickman's long-term plan. Sure. I mean, Hickman has a big plan. You can tell it's when you read does. it. Um, yeah, so, and that's, yeah, you're right. It's what it does. Yeah. In January 2014, that can't be right. I think someone made a mistake. <laughs> Uh, on Wikipedia. On, on the writer and well, artist. Because it says that Avengers AI is the same creative <laughs> team as Avengers. Pretty sure that's not correct. I'm pretty sure well, it's someone if else. If Hickman does take over AI, it might actually be good. Yeah, I think I'd buy that. <laughs> if he's doing a team of the, those those guys. Oh, man. I thought that said. First at, of all. At a glance. At a glance. I thought yeah. it said starting in issue 8 now. 8 point now. Yeah. The threat of Dinobots. <laughs> Demetrios. Come on. <laughs> No. If it was Dinobots, it might be a better book. If yeah. me Grimlock Can you imagine comes if Asad Rivet could do two books a month? <laughs> I'd be like, holy crap, what's that guy doing? Robot Hunter Squad. Yeah. Vision of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't care. Shoot me in the face. No, yeah, So no. Avengers AI, I read the first issue and was like, forget this. The only good part is that there was a, a converted Doombot that they tried to make like into a good guy, but he's still acting like Doom. <laughs> but, he, but he had protocols inside him that he couldn't actually actively do anything evil. But he was talking smack anyway because he didn't like that he was being forced into being a hero. That was the only good part of that book. Everything else was horrible. Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel, oh, sorry, Captain America in February joins now with 16 point now. Is um, he back from his little tight He's been back fun for time? He's been back for Officially? a while. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so let's see. This is going to be uh, like an aftermath of Dimension Z again because the last arc hasn't really been focusing on that. Uh, Rick Remender still writing with Pascal Alix and Nick Klein and Art. Nick Klein's all right. Um, I don't care though. Um, I give credit to Rick Remender for doing something very different with Captain America. Ed Brubaker was Captain America for a long time. For sure. That was like, what, an eight-year period? So you knew what you were getting with Captain America. Espionage-heavy, very real world for the most part. It was really good stuff. It was really, really solid stuff for most of that run. Um, So Rick Remender comes on and says, I'm going to channel Jack Kirby. I'm going to do weird shit that's completely different. And I give him credit for that because he didn't say, I'm going to follow in the footsteps of Brubaker. He said, I'm going to do my own thing. Good. I just don't want to read it. I mean, that's that's it's just not what I'm interested in reading from Captain America. Yeah. I don't want to read these weird dimension hopping stories with weird monsters. I want to read something that's more Captain America, and this just isn't it for me. Yeah, but you get like you say, it's everywhere. You can get a lot of good Cap stuff in a, a lot, lot of different places. places. Plus, I mean, for those who his like, book needed to be kind of quirky. Yeah, uh, for people who like, I mean, like who haven't read a lot of old Captain America, I mean, they're they are constantly going to be coming up with these epic collections in like two, two or three volumes a year, where you can actually own every Captain America story that's pretty much ever been written, at least up until nine ninety six for sure. So if you want to, there's going to be enough Captain America classic Captain America content coming out that you can get a pure version of that character that you don't need to read this stuff. Uh, and for me, that that's something I'd be more likely to do. I'd rather read Roger Stern writing uh, Captain America back in the 80s than reading this, because I don't care for Rick Remender's take that much. Fair to say. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, so you got Brian Bendis still on it with Sarah Pacelli, who I'm not as impressed on. She's really good in Ultimate Spider-Man. Her stuff here on uh, Guardians has not been up to snuff. I don't, at least up to her snuff, which 
Sounds weird, but okay. her she has such a high bar to clear because she's so good in Ultimate Spider-Man, and now it's just not quite as good. It's kind of the Stegman problem. Stegman right. was amazing on Scarlet Spider, but nothing has been as good as his first arc in Scarlet Spider. He did good jobs in Fantastic Four and really good job in Superior Spider-Man, but it's still not as good as Scarlet Spider. And I don't understand that. Time. I don't know what it is. It's I don't time. know if it's only time or if it's also maybe someone else was inking him or did, taking a different approach with it, but... Something about his Scarlet Spider stuff was so strong. So clean. So clean. And his, yeah. his Superior Spider-Man's been a little bit dirtier, but yeah. in a good way. I mean, it, it works for the, for the book. It's just something about it. Uh, and as I said before, Guardians of the Galaxy is crossing over with all new X-Men, only because Bendis is writing those books. It's the only reason I'm it's cool happening. That. You're okay with it? Yeah. Uh, Superior Spider-Man, 27 point now. Now, they've said that this... Uh, is a is a big jumping on point or a big big storyline that's coming called Goblin Nation. Uh, issue twenty six happens and then they jump forward. I think it's like a month or there's or is it? It's not a year. There's a, a significant time jump between twenty six and twenty seven. Oh really? So something happens. Okay. Um, I'm excited to see what that is. This is obviously what the the end teaser was about. Again at NYCC they didn't talk about what why they called it the end. Just that this is the event that it, that it's talking about. Um, so you got Superior Spider-Man and Green Goblin and see what happens so I'm game two of his biggest nemesis against each other right? yeah. we haven't discerned if the Goblin King is Norman or anything right we don't know Yeah, I'm hoping it is and at some point I think they've said that we're going to see the original Hobgoblin versus whoever's in the Green Goblin suit uh, huh. which could be cool as well I mean we've only ever had one actual fight I believe between Roderick Kingsley and Norman Osborn it was really brief. It was in 1998, and I loved every minute of it. Um, refresh my memory. Yes. Jackals popped up here and there. Is yes. that in Superior, or is that... Superior in... Spider-Man team-up was the last time he did. Okay. Uh, now, apparently, some of the stuff... There's a Superior Spider-Man annual coming up soon that's going to have a major kind of stuff happening in it. Like, apparently, Dan Slott said, I'm not writing it, but I'm using stuff from it, so you need to read this. Oh. Because um, usually annuals don't matter, or often they don't matter. Very so true. it's nice that he's actually going to be using something from it. It's by Christos Gage, uh, who I like as a writer generally. Um, Superior Spider-Man Team-Up has uh, some stuff happening with the Superior Six soon, so I'm excited about that, because they've been foreshadowing that for a while. Yes, they have been. So to finally get some payoff is good. And then there's also going to be one issue that's going to be leading up to the Goblin Nation, kind of showing what happens in that lead month. Okay. So trying to bring that book more in line with mattering. I like that that book... Well, Yost is doing a great job. It was, it was fun as an anthology, but easy to forget, easy to miss. Yost makes it a book you need to read every month. Um, and something I like having on my shelf to give to other people, because I think it's well worth reading. Unlike mm-hmm. Superior Foes of Spider-Man, which is garbage. A lot of people love it, too, and I am just and I thought I would really like it, because I love villains. I cannot read it. I, no, I... It, it just upsets me. It's, 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 it, it plays them for fools. It just makes them seem silly. It doesn't. It doesn't make them seem cool. Okay. I, I don't want to. I don't really want to read buffoons, about these people. Right? Yeah, they are. Oh, the shocker is such a huge buffoon, and I love Herman Schultz. I do like. Yeah. Well, me too. I'm, well not a lot of people really like Herman Schultz. No, I do the shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I and uh, then after Superior Spider-Man, you have um, the new team on the sorry Superior Spider-Man going back for a second. Mm. Uh, Giuseppe Camincoli is the art on artist on the Goblin Nation. He's one of the three. Rotating artists, yes. which is not outside of the realm of no. possibility. Uh, I am excited actually for the the Venom arc that's happening before this happens, because uh, and they joked apparently at the panel that uh, Venom doesn't have anywhere to go because his book is canceled. So who knows what could happen? And Dan Slott's like, you know, I, I I have a pile of bodies behind me. Like I'm not afraid to kill people. 
Uh, and he said that I think I think it's in Goblin Nation or around this period he's going to kill off a Silver Age character, but don't knows who. Huh. Yeah, or or at least he said he's I'm not afraid to kill someone off, and I might just might do it. Um, I was listening to a podcast, and I was actually really interested in the idea that what if they kill off Jameson? Wouldn't that be crazy? That'd be a big death. Like that would that would mean something. That would be huge. Can you imagine killing off J. Jonah Jameson? Like that... he's already killed his wife. He's already kind of crazy because of it. Yeah, like I would be. Or you finally get rid of May? Do you get rid of her husband? They're never gonna get rid of May because I mean we we had brand new day because they couldn't let her go, <laughs> right? Like really, it was okay. Joe Casada yeah, making yeah. the deal with Mephisto. It wasn't. It wasn't. Peter we know. Parker. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. So she's not going anywhere. No one's gonna care about the elder Jameson dying because. Or how about this? What if J. Jonah Jameson, the one we all know and love, he dies, and that makes his dad finally see that Spider-Man is a menace? Maybe it's somehow related to something Spider-Man does that J. Jonah Jonah Jameson dies, and now we have the elder Jameson kind of taking that that stance, that that position of being the Jameson who hates Spider-Man and rallies people against him, and suddenly he's thrust into the public limelight because his son has been murdered or killed. Yeah, yeah, that could that'd be huge. That could be huge, and that would really get people talking. I mean, that, that'd be a huge move. And he's not in the movies, so you don't have to worry about needing a Jameson in the movie right now, because he wasn't in Amazing Spider-Man. No. So, and I don't think, unless they use J.K. Simmons again, they're not going to use the character. So, I don't know. I think that'd be awesome. That'd be crazy. I mean, that that would make me take, you know, sit up and take notice. And, and Jonah's not That'd actually character... make me more upset than killing off Peter, because Peter, you know, has to come back. Right. Jonah doesn't. No. He and, could die. And you, how would you bring him back if you think you did? I don't... Well, I mean, that's not hard. I mean, there's enough ways in the Marvel Universe to do things. I mean, maybe Peter will make a deal with the devil again. <laughs> you gotta bring back Jonah! Look, I gotta come back and get my body back from Doc Ock. But at the same time, since he killed Jonah, you know, yeah. I need to be called a menace. So I need exactly. to get out here. But I would be so into that. I think that, that thrills me as an idea. I dig, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna kill off a Silver Age character, I mean, more than anyone else, that would have the biggest impact. Yeah, well, who else is there? You kill Robbie, who cares? Yeah, he, yeah, he, it won't have the same impact. No. Especially because he he's not really in the books anymore. Right. But especially right now, Jameson has such a prominent role. And, and as you said, like he's really been through the ringer with Slot. I mean, he's done a lot of things with Jameson. He's killed off his wife. He's made a mayor. Uh, he's done a lot of things with the character, moving him in new directions. The whole... Um, I don't know if you got there. Have you got to... Uh, what, Superior Spider-Man 14 or 13, the arc where uh, they're going to uh, finally kill Smythe. Uh, ex- yes, yes. Execute him. Yeah, and Smythe tries to pull the same thing on... Yeah, the, that was cool. Yeah. Um, but that arc, you it's have, like, you have a, a, like a more badass, you know, Jameson and him wanting to to kill the man. Like, he's exactly, really having... yeah, he doesn't stand in the force field and grabs a gun again, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, a lot of I things... I think they should totally go that way. That'd be, yeah, that'd Wouldn't be, that be exciting? That'd be, yeah. You know, and there's so much story potential there because if that's the storyline that brings Peter back... That would be cool because now Peter's back. Jameson's dead. Hopefully, he Spider-Man somehow is implicated. Oh, or, he would for sure. He has for to be right. Sure. And then like for sure. he's gonna come back to his body with Jameson in his arms or something. Seriously? Right? Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> like, what just happened? What just happened? You know? And then like and and that would it would it would work on so many different levels because the one man who always said he was a menace is now killed by him. Like, and uh, what greater proof? And uh, in many ways, that's the, the ultimate victory for Jameson. Is that I, sh- I, I told you. I told you he was a menace. Now I'm dead because of it. 
I mean, he's not able to enjoy it, obviously, but right, I mean, right. in heaven, he's like, take it, see? And he's also like, shit, really, it was Peter the entire time? Would have been, I knew this before. He took away my memories. What a dick. <laughs> in heaven, he's angry as hell. Um, That's good. See, Slot, you listening? Cook it up. Yeah, I'm sure he, I'm sure he cares. <laughs> Chapman's got it figured out. Yeah, uh, and then Thunderbolts has a new creative team. Charles and Sule is getting around. Um, actually, to go back, the one good thing that could be about Sule writing She-Hulk is that he is a lawyer, a practicing lawyer. So a practicing lawyer oh, writing a lawyer that sells book. That's right there, buddy. Well, Thank I'm just you. saying, if they play up the the lawyer <laughs> aspect of the character, he could do it in a way no one else could. That's all. You know what would be interesting? What could that be? Interesting. Maybe. What? I mean, I guess crazy person okay you have things that happen in the marvel universe yes right what if they were to translate like live event now events okay translate into things that involve she hulk having to then have trials and, and legal counsel to things that recently happened so there's connections there yeah um like a law and order wrote from the headlines kind of thing sure it won't work because ultimately it's a Marvel comic and they need to have superheroics and that's the problem because you I can think of only one or two ever storylines where they really kept it straight and did an actual like like an actual legal case and they didn't just throw throw a lot of shenanigans in there and that was done in Daredevil um, by Bendis uh, he wrote a great arc of Trial of the Century he was still involved with the superhero character I mean the White Tiger was implicated in the death of someone else um and then there was this long trial, and it was three issues. It was really tightly done. Uh, it could work, but it won't work in the long term. So it would have to just be one issue, like one case. or I, I, I would have to be done on a micro level, not on a macro level. Okay. That being said, she's only going to survive for the six to 12 issues. So this is very true. You could make the entire book that. I mean, you already know you're going to last maybe a year if you're lucky. Yeah. So why not do what you want to do? all kinds of good crime shows now you can model off of like Castle or CSI or something where you have shows that happens and the shows how they get there and yeah and the problem is that she's She-Hulk and you need to make it something that She-Hulk needs to be involved in yeah well, so while she's digging for evidence or something she gets into trouble I don't know yeah just I, throwing it out there it's not a bad idea I don't know if, I mean a lot of this was done in Slot's run too but again it was done a lot more zany a lot less serious a lot more just kind of freewheeling, freewheeling, having a good time, as opposed to really taking like a good look at how this would operate and, and actually making it more, um, yeah, more serious look at, at the character and and her profession. Because um, Slot just took the, the fun route. Uh, and the big thing about Thunderbolts is that starting in issue twenty point now, it does say Ghost Rider Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze, okay. So he is still around. He just doesn't get his own frontlining book. Uh, so he gets to join the Thunderbolts, which I mean, whatever. Is he going to wear red now? He's going to have a red head now, like a red flaming skull, because everyone wears red. Red bike, who knows? A red bike. Yeah, I don't care. And then they also have an all new Marvel Now point one issue, because that's what they do. Yeah, I guess they tease everything up, right? Yeah, that's coming in January. So that's the all new Marvel Now. A lot of stuff. A lot of branding. A lot of books that aren't touched. A lot of things that are just going to keep going and rolling. Well, and that's fine because we just. Went there, right? We did just go so there, So there's yeah. no point in really rocking the boat to no. the extreme. And at the end of the day, what if you really added? You added a, a Ghost Rider book, an Electra book. You know, you swapped out an Avengers from Avengers World. 
Yeah. You know. Yeah, you still Silver Surfer as a A crayon color Silver Surfer. <laughs> you um, got a new Punisher. You got the New Warriors. That's actually like... Not, yeah, a handful of New Warriors new isn't, isn't taking over yeah. a spot from something else. Um, Iron Patriot? I mean, so it looks like this... Am I, if I'm mistaken, this Inhumanity thing... Yeah. Is it only going to be on this new Inhumans book? No. I, I think... I don't know how they're doing it because... It, it, it will be a banner on Avengers books too. I think that might be it. Yeah, they're going to say Inhumanity tie-ins, but the actual line in initiative is the Marvel. That's why it's confusing because back in the day, and by back in the day, I mean like five years ago, uh, they just had a branding. It was Dark Rain. This is everything's Dark Rain. Dark Rain Destination. It, it, was, yeah. it was. It was like a mutual <laughs> thing. It was both a branding and an initiative. It wasn't one or the other. Like we are doing this broke age done. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you're doing a. Especially with the heroic age, because they barely touched a lot of stuff. It was just a t- slight tweak to a lot of things. Um, yeah, they're just kind of doing it in a weird way here. I don't, I don't know why they had to call it the all new Marvel Now. No, and we debated this on our first spotlight for, for sure. It. It's just Marvel Now Phase Three. Yeah, just the new wave. But they had to give. They it don't some... even need to do anything to it. Just go. Just publish books, people. I'm surprised. That Introduce they... some new shit and be happy. I'm with surprised it. we didn't go from Marvel Now to new Marvel Now. To then all new Marvel now, yes. and next time we're gonna get the old different Marvel now. All new, all different. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where we're going, right? <laughs> well, if you know, if X Men's the indication of it, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, is there anything here that you're really excited about? Any of the new books that you would actually pick up? Because I mean, there's a lot of new books, and I feel like you're probably gonna take a pass on most of them. It's sad but true. New you Warriors, know? even. A little uh, no, bit. I'll look at New Warriors for sure. Absolutely. Like I will Avengers definitely. World? Come on. Well, it's part of the big... It's Hickman's plan. Yeah, it's part so of the... You, if you want to know Hickman's plan, you got to buy this... Like, it's one-third of his Avengers output every month, right? Exactly. So, it's all part of the big thing. Yeah. So, Alexa, I don't care about... I might have a look at Ghost Rider. Cause he, really? Cause he's cool. Ghost Rider's cool. But so, you, don't know, you don't know about this Ghost Rider? No, no, I, cool. I don't. But maybe it's the kick in the ass he needs. Who knows? Just like Novo, you think? Like, kind of that fun, new... But it's a spirit of vengeance, so how much fun can you have with the spirit of vengeance? <laughs> Very true. Maybe this new take is the way to go. And, yeah, Sam Alexander is a pretty cool Nova, but I still love And he sounds like he's going to be like a hipster ghost rider. Like, I don't want that. Well, we don't know. Play this there, Black Nova right? Uh Invaders, whatever. X-Factor. If X-Factor, I, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Well, you would, yeah, because you love David's run on the original, right? Uh, do you see my 21 volumes over there? Yeah, 20 exactly. volumes? I'm waiting in volume 21. Insanity. Yeah. Uh, Avengers World is part of the world. Black Widow, don't care. Marvel, don't care. Inhuman. You know, Patriot, You're going to buy Inhuman because you love Joe Mad. Come on, be honest. I'll, I'll look at it. Loki, you will not even no. think twice. You'll forget New Warriors. I don't. I'm, you'll read Central Green. I already get. You'll read New Warriors when I tell you about it. Yeah. And if I say it's good, you'll read it. Yeah, Sapphic True, eh? Like, the, the, the new, new stuff? Yeah. Not a lot there that needs me. No. My time or money. No. Yeah. Well, I, I think part of that is because. They did a good, t- a good because they did it right the first time. They did a really good launch of Marvel now with the biggest properties. A lot of those books don't even have relaunch like rebrandings at all, or even new creative teams because they had teams that had long term plans. So they're still on it. So uh, there is no Hulk new Hulk book because Indestructible Hulk is still going. Mark Wade's still doing it. Uh, Daredevil doesn't need to be relaunched because again, well, Mark Wade is still killing it. So <coughs> Hawkeye still doing well under Matt Fraction. No need to change Fraction, anything. Yeah. So the books that are already strong that we've already enjoyed coming out of Marvel now, there is no need to tweak. So that's why we're less interested in some of this because a lot of it's just the, the, the tertiary stuff to kind of 
fill out their publishing line, but not the the, the premier stuff. Like there's no new Iron Man book. Um, now there is going to be a new FF. And actually, it's not on this list, but Fantastic Four is ending soon, and it'll be relaunched right? next year. Yeah. Uh, there's no word on if FF's going to be relaunched, but Fantastic Four obviously will be. So we'll have to see what happens after Fraction. Is he doing both? Fantastic Four and the Crown Colored one? He he is not... What do you call it? Crown Colored? Crown Colored Medusa. He's not technically writing either this right thing. now. He's not writing either right now. He's oh. plot, He plotted them. It looks like he's not actually scripting them. So oh. take from that as you will. But he was... Initially he started doing both. He started right? doing both. Yeah, okay. And, and he, again, he still plots them. So he's still coming up with the ideas and what he's do, what's going to happen in those books. He's just not actually writing the particulars. But worse than that is only two projects... In Marvel? No, he's also doing Iron Man. Fraction? Yeah. He's doing Iron Man right now. He did it with Land, and then whoever's on it now. And I think something... And he's also doing Hawkeye. That's four bucks. Well, Hawkeye's a fun, but he, I, I was off Iron Man after he finished his run. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of someone else. Yeah. Who's writing Iron Man right now? Shit. <laughs> I have no idea who's writing Iron Man right now. Way you're right. No, you make a good point. I uh, I completely forgot who's actually writing Iron Man right now. I think that's Gillen. Yes, Gillian. You're right. Yeah, I haven't enjoyed it. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Mark. Yeah. So yeah, I guess he's not doing much right now. Because fraction like Hawkeye is a popcorn fun book. They can write that, you know, a in ten bit, minutes yeah. on a napkin. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually, I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's, a, it's a fun little book, but there's not much to it. I think he has some independent work as well. So there are other, other uh, okay. things coming up from Fraction. Because he always has had a bunch of things he's done on the side. So, I don't know. Just don't do Fear Itself, too. The all-new Fear Itself. All-new Fear Itself? Oh, <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> it is bad, yeah. Oh, that's another book that there's no changes to. Thor. Yeah? Yeah, it just keeps going. Um, anyway, I, yeah, the Aaron's big... still doing that, right? He's still doing yeah. it, yeah. Jason Aaron. I mean, at least as far as we know, nothing's changed. How's your, he's working that, plus Wolverine X-Men, plus now Amazing X-Men. Are you, are you buying Amazing X-Men? I don't know. Probably not. No? Not even from McGinnis? You love McGinnis. I do love McGinnis. And he does a great swashbuckling uh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. He does a classic looking Nightcrawler. Yeah. That is... I don't know if that if the if the speaker will pick up that sound that you just made, but... Yeah. <laughs> there it is. I don't know. Um, I guess the whole... That is the sound of ambivalence. Yeah, but when you when you write the word Azazel as, as something that's going to happen, I don't know. I just... I was okay with Nightcrawler being gone, you know. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I get he had to come back at some point because he had to explain the Bamps at some point. It only took you three years. Did they actually explain it yet? <laughs> I, I have a feeling they're gonna going to with this. Talk about just a throwaway. Like I'm going to do this and never explain it, and people are going to go crazy. Actually, I have a question for you. You've been reading Wolverine and X Men more or less, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. When did Brew get his intelligence back? At the end of the Hellfire saga. Did he? Okay. Yeah. I must have missed that completely, because I hated that at, saga. At, anyway. at the very, very end. It was okay. bad. So he's smart again? He's he's the amusement again. Uh, it happens at the very end of it, so they don't really go into okay. great detail. Because he's been in a few places, and I've been wondering about that. Yeah. So, so okay. Your, your brew is back. My brew is back? Your brew is back. You can rejoice. It's too bad, because I don't care about that book at all anymore. Because, like, it, 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 he was the only thing at that point that I would have even wanted to read. Yes, me was shot in the head. You were very crushed. I, yeah, I really was. You were very sad. Yes. I'm pretty sure when I read that, uh, I think I think Kelly was around. And I think I went, oh, why did they kill him? And she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, they killed Brew. I think actually earlier in that issue was when he was wearing the suit. 
and yeah. we got the dance. And I'm like, look how adorable this is. <laughs> yes. And then I get to the end of the show, I'm like, aww. Yeah. She's like, what, what? What? It's amazing how they can make a brood lovable. Oh yeah. Like the, the that alone that, is a lot of that was a lot of that was the art. Yes. The art really sold no, you. Bradshaw, right? Yeah. It was Bradshaw. Yeah. He Great did stuff. an adorable brood. Yeah. Like you never thought that a brood, this horrible creature that's based on alien, could be adorable, yeah. but it can happen. No, I, I don't dispute that Wolverine and the X-Men has been a, a roller coaster of a book. It's been up and down, the whole Frankenstein stuff, this and that. It's, yeah. you know, it's been, but I didn't mind the Hellfire Saga as a whole. Okay. Like, it was okay. Yeah, I, I thought um, it wasn't worth the build-up, and I didn't, I just... But you don't like the, the kids, the Katie them. Kilgore do you, stuff, Do you right? like the kids? No. No one does. Not, no. no, why? My, my Hellfire Club is Sebastian Shaw, and Harry Leland, and Donald Pierce, and Emma Frost, and, uh, what, Tessa? Uh, yeah, and Celine like that's you know, and he, throw on Fitzroy. I'll take him. That's still more of my Hellfire Club. I'll 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 even accept Shinobi Shaw. Okay, I'll accept some upstarts on there. Okay, sure. I'll accept that more than these this garbage characters. These that, little kids. Yeah, yeah, I will accept Sunspot because he was a, a black oh that king. was ooh. yeah I'll accept ooh. him as Black King over what we got. That was wow yeah yeah for bringing that back. You're welcome. Yeah, Claremont. I have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> so, to be uh, fair, wasn't he the, responsible for the original iteration you just listed yes, he before was. that? Yeah, yeah. And so he, he went crazy. He's and... allowed to screw it up. It's his own thing. Um, um, so no, no. I got the kids weren't weren't a good idea. It was a neat thing to try, but yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully I know it won't be the end of them. But yeah, yeah. Any final thoughts? We got two minutes left. Oh, we're out of time. Right? Up up to two minutes. Up to two minutes. We could be done in two seconds. I don't mind, but. <laughs> final final thoughts from all new Marvel now. Uh, all new, well the all new stuff again as we went through the list there. Not a lot of new sparked interest into reading anything else that I'm not already reading. Thanks mm-hmm. to the initial launch, right? Yeah. So, I guess thanks for trying, but just but, wait for the next wave. Yeah, I guess so. Like, but you never know. Like some of these books may turn out to be a surprise. Like, look at Hawkeye, right? And you think, well, I always knew. You, oh, you always knew. Okay, uh, I was pretty sure. I mean, the fact that it was David Aja. Mm, that was kind of the that was the sale for me. Okay, because I I mean I hadn't read a lot of all the Iron Fist stuff, but I read that first arc and I knew it was Matt Fraction and okay. David Aja. But, so, but, but you're more of a creator driven. I think person I am more so than you for sure. Fair to say, right? But if I read a Hawkeye books and and the pitch on Wikipedia probably says Hawkeye having wacky adventures with a dog, yeah. right? <laughs> and that's the pitch, right? No, you're right. Like, Doomed love, this cover with the kisses and yeah, um, you know, some no, people right. that's like drivel. Get yeah. it out of my face. That's right. She hulk to some people on paper. Yes, but um, no. And to be fair, maybe like, maybe you go straight will be good. Maybe lecture will be badass. You know, because yeah, she be. she was fun and she was badass in that Savage Wolverine arc. Yeah, it was a really good read and the part of that was art, part of that was, was great for sure. But. You know, she was written like this cold-hearted, don't mess with me, you know, baddest thing. Which is what we should be getting from Zeb Wells. Exactly. So if that keeps up, then maybe it would be a good book and worth looking into, to be fair. The only one I'm really... uh, New Warriors. I mean, just because I'm interested about him. I'm very curious, yeah. And Yost is a good writer. It's a good book. Can do really well with teen heroes. Anyways, that's our episode. Uh, thanks for joining us for the the all-new Spotlight on the all-new Marvel Now. Thanks, Paul, for being on the show. I'm Adam always. Chapman, your host. Uh, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, or post on the HD Realm thread that we put these episodes up under. 
Uh, and please send us some ideas for what you'd like to have uh, Paul and I talk about on future episodes. We're always interested in uh, new ideas. Um, as we all are... new, all different ideas. <laughs> all new, all different ideas, for sure. Uh, anyways, we'll uh, catch you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.